0: You are listening to the audio ministry for More Nations Church, Cardiff. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. If you uh, agree with what I'm about to say, would you say so, please? God is good. Yes. Amen. Good. Jesus is Lord. Yes, You are a son of God. Best days are yet to be. Amen. Amen. That's right. Amen. Amen. Good start, praise Amen. the Lord. Amen. Would you turn your Bible please to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. As Jonathan has mentioned to us, we are spending some weeks looking at the what we call the, the devotional life or the personal life of who we really are. I guess that's the best way I can explain it. Who you are when you have no one else around you, when it's just you. Now we believe in community, we believe in covenant, we believe in shared life. But we don't piggyback our faith. We encourage one another, we strengthen one another. But each one of us has to have our own residue, our own deposit of God in our life. Uh, that is one of the qualities of past generations of believers. Uh, it's very easy to, to feed uh Today, just off everything and never get anything established in your own life. But if your life is going to mean something, you have to establish for yourself what no one else can do in your life, no matter who you are. And uh, that's what we're looking at at the moment. And uh, these are the scriptures we've been looking at these last weeks. And 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 23 says this. May God Himself, the God of peace, sanctify you Through and through. May your whole spirit, soul and body, be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and He will do it. He will do it. God is into wholeness. God is not into partial works in our life. God is into wholeness. What He's begun in us, He will complete and bring to fullness and maturity, not just in knowing the Bible or or getting old, but He has a purpose to achieve in you, to make you completely whole throughout your whole spirit, throughout your soul, your mind, your will, your thought life, and in your body. And uh, I'm sharing with you some aspects of of that. Tim has been talking to us about the whole spirit dimension and Gareth power. Uh, share with us about the body and I trust your your diet is in line with the word of the Lord. I saw the stomachs being pulled in then. (laughs) Did I do the same? (laughs) That's my conscience sitting here on the front row. (laughs) Because God is interested in our bodies too. But oftentimes we start from the outside in. But God starts on the inside and works out. That's how He works. Now, Let me say this right at the beginning, as I said last time. You, essentially, and I, we are spirit beings. We are spirit (laughs) beings. We're not just rational thinking people. Uh, I'm going to try and make you think this morning. You're not just a soul. You're not just someone who has a mind and thoughts living in a body. Deep within your heart, that's what the Bible calls your heart, you're a spirit being. Yes. Would you say that with me? I, I am a spirit, being. I'm a spirit being. Say it again. I am a spirit, spirit, spirit being. Spirit That's right. okay. See, many Christians live from the dimensions of their soul, from their mind, their will, their thoughts, their feelings, rather than their spirits. The Bible says, live by the Holy Spirit but see, well, how does he do that? He does it through your spirit, as we're going to see. Many Christians are controlled by their their natural mind, and I said to you last time that when you became a Christian, your mind was not born again. Bible makes that very clear. Your mind has to be renewed. Understand that? You had you were a one person. You became a new believer, new in your spirit, but your mind then has to be renewed. But many Christians live out of their mind and not their spirit. Um, that might be news to you, but that might help you. You cannot live just according to your mind. You have to live according to the Holy Spirit who works with you beginning in the depths of your spirit. Right. Right. Okay? We're still with me? Yes. We're supernatural beings. See, when you were born again... Has anybody been born again here? Born again is not like the label saying, I'm now a Christian, I was born again. When you got born again, everything changed. You were born again. You've never lived. You are spiritually new. You have a new heart, the Bible calls it. You are new in your spirit. Say that. I am new in my spirit. I am new in my spirit. Hallelujah. Like that, do you? Praise the Lord. See, the Holy Spirit indwells you, doesn't He? Sometimes people say, well, where does the Holy Spirit live? Is He in my big toe? Is He in my liver? Where is He? The Holy Spirit indwells you in all your fullness in your spirit. You're born again in your spirit. That's why Paul says, I pray that your whole being, through and through, your whole spirit... Soul and body, not body, soul, and spirit. He says, Your whole spirit, let's start with who you really are and let's work it from there. And therefore, the Holy Spirit indwells you in your spirit and then He begins to take control of you through your soul, your thought processes, your mind, your will, your emotions, your feelings, and your actions. You see, your thoughts, the things you're thinking, because you think all the time, don't you? I trust you do anyway. The way you think, your thinking patterns, your emotions, the way you react to things, the way you respond to things, your the, the attitudes, your actions, and all your habits have to come under the control of the Holy Spirit. Now that's not just trying to do your best and thinking, I see what the Bible says, now I'm going to do my best to try and live that way. You can't do that. It's impossible to live the Christian life. Only one can live the Christian life, and that's the Holy Spirit. And he says, I'm coming to live this life in you. I will do it through your spirit, I will control you through your mind and through your body. And he works in you through your spirit. Now turn to a, a scripture 2 Timothy chapter 1, please. You still with me? Yes. So, so I trust this will break something for us this morning to help you in the way that you understand 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7. I'm reading from the Amplified version. I'll be finished by lunchtime reading this version. <laughs> 2 Timothy 1 verse 7. Uh, you can follow it in your own. But listen to this. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, of cowardice, of craven and cringing and fawning fear. Amen. So what did God didn't give you a spirit like that. Yeah. So if you have fear cowardice. That's not from God. You might say, well, that's the way I feel. But that's not from God. He didn't give you that. But He has given us. He has given us. You already have this. You don't have to pray for it and seek it and fast and call on God for it. You already have this. He has given you already a spirit of of power, of love, of a calm, well-balanced, safe mind. And discipline and self-control. You already have that. When you became a believer, God gave that to you. You say, well, I don't feel like I've got it. You've got it. See, your mind is already, But I, I, don't, I don't think like that. No, but you have it. In your spirit. That's great news, isn't it? Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 2 now. Just want to show you some things this morning that I trust are going to help you and I become more and more what we already are. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. Got it there? It's written. It's written. That means it's done. It's established. What no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love Him. These are the things God has revealed to us by His Spirit. The Spirit searches all things even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts, what goes on in your mind, except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. What we have received is not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual realities with Spirit-taught words. Fantastic stuff, isn't it? The person without the Spirit doesn't accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and can't understand them because they're discerned only through the Spirit. The person with the Spirit makes judgments about all things. But such a person is not subject to merely human judgments. For, and he quotes the scripture, who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Notice that again. We <coughs> have the mind of Christ. <coughs> Say that with me. I, I have the mind of Christ. <coughs> I. I. Have the mind of Christ. Notice that the Bible doesn't say God will give you the mind of Christ. Or if you really learn your Bible and learn to live right, then you can learn to think like Jesus. The Bible says you have the mind of Christ already now. You are able to think like Christ and act like Christ and believe like Christ. You already have that. Every one of us. That was given to you in the new birth. When you were born again of the Holy Spirit, in your realm of your spirit, you were given the mind of Christ. That's incredible. Within you right now, within me, is the ability to think like Christ. God's given that to you already. You're on a winner, aren't you? Isn't that fantastic? You don't have to struggle anymore. In life. If you live by the Spirit and live by your spirit, you realise you already have the ability to think and reason and rationalise and see everything like Christ does. You see, when you became a Christian, God did not implant the mind of Jesus into your natural mind. He didn't say, have the mind of Jesus. Boom. All of a sudden, Who are you? I'm Jesus of Nazareth. He didn't do that. Why? Because your mind has to be renewed. Now many people, this is where we trip up. We think, all "Right, I'm a Christian now. I've got this new life. I've got a brand new start. I've forgiven him all my sins. I've got the Bible. Now I've got, to, I've got to work hard and get to be like Jesus. No. You are like him. You have his mind. You have the ability to think like him. Right from day one. Where? In your spirit. In your spirit you have the mind of Christ. And that's why I'm trying to help you today. To say, Don't try and live out of your natural mind. Your natural mind has to be renewed by the Spirit so that you're controlled by the Spirit and then you will find, naturally, you will do the things and live like Christ does. See, the mind of Jesus is the realm of the Holy Spirit in your spirit, working out for your soul and your body. Talking about the realm of your inner being This might be news to you because many Christians live at this such a shallow level. We live our lives so shallowly. But Paul, well, the writer to Hebrews, whoever that was, said this in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12: "The word of God is active, alive and active. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates, even dividing between the soul and the spirit." See, the word of God divides between the soul and the spirit. You really are a spirit person. Don't be controlled by your soul. Yeah. Yeah. Be controlled by your spirit yeah. under the control of the Holy Spirit and then you'll find that naturally your mind will be renewed, your soul will change more and more into the likeness of Christ and your body will respond accordingly. But we try from the outside in to say, I do all these things, then God will accept me. Then I'll be okay. God says, no, you are okay. Right. You've got it all. Yes. I've given you everything you need. Now you just need to live that. If nothing else today, it'll make it a lot easier to be a Christian for you. Yep. See the mind of Christ now has to control and master your soul and your body. As you feed on God's word, your spirit agrees with it already. Turn to Romans 8 if you would please. I trust this is helping you, and then I want to give you just a couple of practical things. Romans 8:16. This is what Paul says in in Romans, which is one of the most fantastic scriptures, chapters in the Bible, isn't it? This is what Paul says, verse 16. The Spirit, that's the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. See, the Holy Spirit testifies with your spirit, not with your mind, not with your body, but with your spirit, that you are a child of God. That word testify means this. He be- we bear witness together. Right, yeah. We testify together. There's a joint testimony going on. Yes. That my spirit agrees with the Holy Spirit concerning who I am. I'm a child of God. Yeah. Yeah. My spirit believes that. Yeah. Why? Because the Holy Spirit made me a child of God. And in my spirit, man, I believe that. Yes. There's no doubt at all. 100% convinced. I I'm a child of God. Don't have to be convinced in my mind or my body, I'm a child of God. Why? Because I believe it in my spirit. There's a complete agreement. There's no doubt at all, complete agreement. Now my natural mind might struggle with that. Or doubt it. I say, I don't feel like a child of God. How can I be a child of God? But my spirit says, I am a child of God. Now who's the controlling influence then? My mind, which says, oh, I'm not sure if I am. (laughs) <laughs> oh, my spirit just says, yes, I am. That's how you know whether you're controlled by the spirit or by your mind. Because your mind goes like, no, 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 can't mean you. coming can't, can't mean you, that means everybody else. But your spirit says, yeah, that's me, that's me, that's me. You see? That's how you have to live, and I have to live, from your spirit. Because when God speaks to you, like I say, that's right. That's right. Then it begins to transform your mind. You're getting that? that is, if it's, this might be a revelation to you this morning. I think it is for some of us. See, the Spirit's thoughts concerning you have to become your thoughts of your mind. Then they control your mind. So in my mind today, my mind is completely convinced I'm a child of God. Not because I've rationalized it and reasoned it by my mind, but my, my spirit says, You're a child of God. Amen. And my mind says, I've heard that. I've heard that. I've heard that. I believe in that. I believe in that. And when any, anybody, you can, you can tell me anything else, but I know that I'm a child of God. I know that I am. Why? Because the Spirit told me in my spirit that I am. I heard it in my spirit. That's why speaking in tongues is important. If you can remember, I said it last time. You speak in tongues from your spirit. The Holy Spirit enables you. you, The Holy Spirit doesn't need to speak in tongues. He enables you to speak in tongues. Why? So your spirit can fellowship with your Father and therefore begin to control your mind. That what's coming out of your (coughs) mouth is not coming from your mind, it's coming from your spirit. See, the Holy Spirit is working in you through your spirit. And He transforms your mind. Your thoughts change in line with what your spirit already knows. See, my spirit already... Hear me right now. In one way, I use kind of hyperbole. My spirit already knows everything. I'm not omniscient. My spirit knows it all. I'm a child of God. I know. I know deep down, the real me really knows everything. Uh, the real me is my spirit. I know it. Then my mind now has to come in line. Are you getting that? You're thinking, I've never ever thought like that. Well, it's okay. It's news to us all, isn't it? You you see, your spirit man, your spirit woman, your spirit person, is totally at home with the Holy Spirit. What you know and think in your spirit, the mind of Christ becomes, not second nature to you, but first nature, becomes the thoughts of your mind. That's the process. Proverbs 23, verse 7 in the New American Standard Bible says, As a man thinks, not in his mind, as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. As a man thinks in his heart, in his spirit. You see? If I appeal to your mind, well, depending on what day of the week it is, what situation you've gone through, how you're feeling physically or mentally, you might give a different answer. Well, I don't feel like a son of God today. I'm not sure if I. I, I don't think. Uh, but if I speak to your spirit, I'm a child of God. God is good. Yes. I know who I am. Yes. It doesn't change, you see. Amen. What you think in your spirit is who you really are. Yes. You see, I know who you really are. I say, oh, well, I, I know all about you. I know who you are. Or oh, say, I, I, I might know Annie. I mean, Annie, I've known for 20, 300 odd years. I think. Know Annie, where she's from. Do what I know. I know what you, who you really are. You're a child of God. That's why Paul says, I know no man after the flesh, but after the spirit. I know who you really are. Therefore, you must allow that aspect of who you really are to control your natural mind key thing is you have to feed your spirit constantly with truth. And therefore your mind is renewed. That process continues all your life. See, my spirit always knew that I was a child of God. But my mind didn't understand that. Wasn't wasn't told that. But when I heard that you are a child of God, you're a son of God, my mind began, wow, but my spirit's a... You've, already, you've known that all your life. You've known it. Now it's becoming yours. Now how does that process happen? How do you learn to think like that? Well, speaking in tongues, obviously. Constant feature. And everything I say right now, a few things, if there's an all-embracing way that you can live this, it's speak in tongues. Speak in tongues. Speak in tongues. I'll keep saying it until Jesus comes. And He is coming. He is coming. Your mind, says, your mind might say, Well, I don't know. But your spirit says, Yeah, he's coming. He's on his way. And we'll keep emphasizing the power of speaking in tongues until he comes. But I just want to give a couple of extra things, and as well, just to say to you, in a couple of weeks' time, we're beginning our bakery. Have you seen that in the EUs? The bakery. And the bakery will be an opportunity where you can come together if you want to come on a Monday night. If you're invited to come. It's open for everybody. Just come, and if you want to l- learn more, then you come to the bakery. But on the first night, I'm, we're going to discover together how you can bake your own fresh bread. Every day, you can have fresh bread from your own oven, from your own spirit. And we're going to discover in that first bakery how to meditate. And you think, oh, so we're going to start floating off the ground. <laughs> Meditation is one of the most basic, fundamental, important things you can do if you want to hear the Word of God. If you want to be feeding in your spirit. So you come along, we're going to, we're going to have a time in the Word, and then we're going to do it. We're going to meditate together. don't have to bring your beads and your incense. But you're going to learn more and more who you really are and how you can hear God. So come along that night. It'll be a great time. But a couple of things, let me share these things with you then. First thing is this, practically, in addition to speaking in tongues. It's important then that you take great care concerning what you hear. And how you hear. I'm going to try and get practical. It says in Acts chapter 14, just listen to the scripture. Paul and Barnabas went as usual into the Jewish synagogue and they spoke so effectively a great number of Jews and Greeks believed they came to faith in Jesus Christ. But the Jews who refused to believe stood up the other Gentiles and poisoned their minds. Here they, are. they were people who had fresh, new, clean spirits. But the devil attacked their minds and made their spirit life ineffectual. See, the battleground is not your spirit. The battleground is your mind. Therefore, you have to guard what you hear. Jesus said this in Luke chapter eight, verse eighteen. The context was he was warning them against the teaching of the Pharisees. And he talked about their teaching as yeast. He said, Be careful of their yeast. Disciples were thought he was talking about natural bread he thought he was telling him off because they'd forgotten to bring bread. He said, no, no, you have missed it, boys. He said, consider carefully, pay attention to how you listen. Okay? Not just what you're listening, but how you hear. Everything you hear is a voice to you. Everything. Right now, you're hearing a voice not just the voice of my voice you're hearing voices you're hearing a voice of God speak to you well I am speaking with the voice of God to you but right now in your own mind you can be hearing other voices you see everything you believe and everything you speak has already come into you Jesus said Out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. You only speak and think what's been put into you. You think about yourself now, what someone told you. You believe them because someone told you. You believe those things. Therefore, you need to hear, you you need to hear first of all, what you hear, you need to hear it with your spirit. Before, you hear it with your mind let me explain that more when you break it all down I'm just trying to help you when you break it all down of all the voices that you hear you'll hear voices from the television from the news from the newspaper from your friends uh, from Twitter from Facebook constantly there are voices that are speaking to you but there are only two really one is the voice of God and one is the voice of the devil when you break it down There are two voices that speak to you. You have to ask this in your spirit every time you hear something Who is speaking to me? Who is speaking to me now? Don't just think, I'm opening up Hello Magazine. If you do that, and I know ladies who do, or I'm turning on the TV, or I'm getting into a conversation, or I'm going to go on Facebook. Who is speaking to me now? Oh, it's it's just Dennis. No, it's not just Dennis. There'll be a, a voice behind the voice. Who is speaking to you? If it's the voice of God, everything that God says to you, no matter what it is, will always agree with the Holy Spirit within you. Every time. And therefore, it will also agree with your spirit. You're getting that. It'll be in accord with the nature of God and God's Word. Folks, it's that simple. It's that simple. If it's the voice of the devil, it'll have the complete opposite effect. That's why, which voice is speaking to me? Don't think, well, Tom's about to speak to me. Is it the God or is it the devil? If that is a man of the Spirit of God, then I expect everything that comes out of him to be God. Yeah? I don't expect bad things to come out of you. So if bad things are coming out of you, I'm thinking, you're not feeding your spirit. Therefore, you have to listen not just to what you hear, but how you hear. What's really being said in these words? doesn't make you suspicious, but what's really being said? You see, Eve did not pay attention to what was really being said. She got into a conversation. But what was really being said was, did God really say? He wasn't just saying, let's rationalize it. He was doubting the integrity and the character of God. That's what he was really saying. You have to listen to what is being said. See, every word you hear is first of all spirit. Sometimes people will say things to me and they can feel completely, and I think that's an impure source. Why? Because every word, first of all, is spirit. Jesus said, "My words are spirit and life. No word is just a word. Behind every word is a voice. It's either the voice of God or the voice of the enemy. Let me ask you a question, maybe even tell me. How do you tell the difference between the two voices? How do you tell the difference? How do you find it? How do you tell the difference? One makes you feel at peace. I guess that would be the voice of God. (laughs) The voice of God will make you feel at peace. devil will never bring peace to you. That's a very simple thing. Is what I'm hearing right now bringing me peace or is it bringing me into turmoil? If it's bringing you into turmoil, it's not God. No matter who says it to you, It's very good. Anything else? Tom? It builds you up. He doesn't. So every time God speaks to you, it'll build you up. But the devil always wants to destroy you. If any conversation you have leaves you walking away thinking, that wiped you out, it was not God. No matter who it was speaking to you. God will never wipe you out. He'll speak strongly to you, but he'll always say, now then always redemptive always encouraging very good anything else? God never condemns you what's the difference between conviction and condemnation? Then? yes yes so if you've heard this morning when I said you're a child of God and you heard you said oh, not me that can't mean me that was not God not God. But that's what my mind was thinking. That you believe the lie. It's that simple, Brian. It the word of God. If it contradicts the Word of God, if it if it is not in line with this book, it can't be God. Right. But but I heard a preacher say it, it wasn't God. I saw it on YouTube, it wasn't God. Someone wrote. Someone wrote on Facebook. I don't care. I, I had a Twitter. Oh, oh, I saw this. But this man. This man. He's. He's got thousands of people in his church. Just in not, not line with his word. It's not God. It's very important. God will never ever say anything that's contrary to this. Otherwise, he's a liar. You see, it's very simple. You can tell the difference. Here's the second thing. Think and speak right about God and yourself. Think and speak right about God and yourself. I'm just trying to give you some practical stuff this morning. Let me tell you something. God is good. God is love. He's holy. He's gracious. He's merciful. He's all powerful. He's all knowing. He's unlimited. He's just, He's faithful, He's unchanging. That's just a few things about God. Those are not doctrinal statements, even though they are. That's who He is. Therefore, I don't have to rationalize those things. I may not understand them completely. But I don't play mind games with those things. If that's what God says He's like, that's what He's like. And my spirit says, that's exactly what He's like. That's who He is. My mind might say, well, I'm, I, don't, I, can't, I can't work it out. I'm going through the situation. I don't understand it. I don't know it. And that's, that, that's what happens to us. I know I, I'm real as well as you. But my spirit says, Son, He's good. Yes, he's, he good. he's good. Yeah. He's good. He's good. But He's good. He's good. See, God wants you well in your spirit. See, I pray that your whole spirit will be well. Don't play mind games with the truth of who God says He is. Yeah, you might have to go to God and say, Lord, I don't understand this. And the Bible's full of that. Lord, I don't get this. I don't know. But I know this one thing You are good. I know that you're a God of faithfulness and a God of hope. And I will never be like, I will hear the voice, of Job's wife, Curse God, curse God. I say, shut up, woman. No, you shouldn't say shut up. We're not allowed to say that in our house. But that comes and said, be quiet. I will not have that. God is good. even though he slay me, I'll praise him. But also think and speak right about God yourself. Romans 8:16 says this, "The spirit testifies with our spirit that we are the children of God. You see, my spirit knows that I'm a child of God. I say, well I don't feel it. So what? Well, you know, I don't feel it today. So what? You are. Your spirit says, but I am. And the more you believe it, and the more you control it, and the more you take authority, your mind comes under submission of your spirit. That I can stand here today and say, God is for me. Who can be against me? Do you know, every one of you could turn against me, but I know that God is for me. Yeah, but Roger, we we don't like you. Well, if that's because of my character fault, that's different. But God is for me. I'm destined to become a mature son of God. I am. I I, I think and speak right about myself. He who began a good work in me will bring it to completion on the day of Jesus Christ. And here's the last thing. We'll be finished in a couple of moments. The third thing is this. Think before you speak. Listen to this scripture in Isaiah. It's the context of how they made idols out of pieces of wood. The prophet says, Isaiah 44:19. no one stops to think. No one has the knowledge or understanding to say, Half of this wood I use for fuel. I even bake bread over its coals. I roasted meat and I ate. Shall I make a detestable thing from what's left? Shall I bound down to a block of wood? As I say, don't you even think? That's a stupid thing. What a stupid thing to do, to say. Didn't you even think? No. I just said the first thing that came into my mind. Ecclesiastes 5 verse 2 says don't be quick with your mouth don't be quick with your mouth don't be hasty in your heart to utter anything before God God's in heaven you're on earth let your words be few don't be quick with your mouth some people say I'm going to give her a piece of my mind ever heard that? well you know me I just speak my mind that's the way I am no you are not that's not you you really are a child of God who doesn't behave like that you're not a person who says, oh I'm going I'm to give I'm going to give Steve Church a piece of my mind well what does that mean it usually means a rotten lousy piece is going to come out of your mouth it shouldn't even be in your mind Don't suffer from verbal diarrhea, please. You know, some people, they just say, well, oh, I'll just get it out there and I can repent later. No. That's not the way a child of God behaves. You know, well, that's the way we are in our family. You know, we, we just say it as it is. No, you're not saying as that it is. As it really is, is this. You're, you're believers, you're child, children of God. That's not the way we live. Don't let unformed, unspiritual words pour out of your mouth. Consider the consequences of what you say before you send that text message, before you pick up that telephone, before you send that email, before you say, Brother, can I have a word with you? Think about the consequences of what you're going to say. Is it going to build up your brother or your sister? Or is it going to wipe them out? don't care who you are, you can go away with someone and you think man I feel better now, I sorted them out no you brought them a word from the devil but when you come and you just say, do you know something I just want to say this to you I, don't I just want to say this to you and you know that you know you, you, I don't know what it is but I'm just saying this to you and you go away and that person says, do you know something that just saved my life Why? Because you spoke a word in season. Words that originate in your mind are not spiritual. Words should originate in your spirit, then process through your renewing mind and out of your mouth. And all I want to try to do this morning is to show you, first of all, that you are a spirit being. I know you may think, I need to go away and I need to meditate and think. That's fine. Think about, wow, I really am okay in my spirit. This is who I am. Now, that is going to transform and change me. Therefore, I've got to be careful now how I think, what I'm saying, how it's coming into me. I've got to guard the garden. And therefore, everything I say has got to come from my spirit and it's going to feed the spirits of men and women. Amen. Amen? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you so much that you have given us spiritual birth and we're alive in our spirits. I think you, our spirits testify with you, Holy Spirit, that we are children of God and that everything else about us, therefore, is in line with who you say we are and who you say you are. I want to thank you that you've invested your spirit in us, in our spirits, and that you're working on our minds and our bodies. And Lord, I pray and thank you that you're a God who speaks to us. And just pray for everyone here right now, the self-included, that you make us a lot more sensitive to the fact that you are the spirit within us but that we also are spirit beings who think like Jesus thinks. And therefore I pray in these days and weeks and months ahead that you'll continue to transform us in our minds, that we'll not become the children of God you want us to be, but we will realize that we already are and that we will grow more and more. We'll be sensitive to what we hear and what we speak. That, Lord, you'll continue to build us up that as we've heard this morning, we will be a people who live in peace, conviction of the Holy Spirit, and live in truth. So I pray right now you'll seal this word in our hearts, that our minds will be renewed even through what we've heard this morning. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Jonathan. You've been listening to a message from All Nations Church Cardiff. To download other messages, subscribe to our podcast, or find out more about us, log on to www.ornationschurch.org.uk Thank you.